Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of You Want to Split That, the podcast that has interesting people and has fast food. I'm Bailey Angle, and today we got another great, interesting person today. I think you're going to like her. Her name is Leah Joseph. She's the director of operations for Hokies Volleyball. And before she came to Blacksburg, she also played volleyball at Georgia Southern. She was raised in a Hokie family. Her dad played football for Virginia Tech and also a huge athletic family. Her first cousin is Chase Young of the Washington football team. So we're going to talk about that and way more with Leah. And I think that this might be the most topical fast food item we have eaten on this podcast and we did eat the grilled cheese burrito box, but no fast food item has really surged through popular culture quite like the Travis Scott meal has, at least on the internet, on TV. You've seen all of the commercials for this meal and you've probably seen the lines at McDonald's. It's $6. It's a quarter pounder with bacon, comes with a Sprite as well as a medium fry and barbecue sauce. I had a great time eating it. I think you guys are going to really like this one. And Leah Joseph, she's funny, she's charismatic, and she's really interesting to talk to. So here it is, my conversation with Leah Joseph, the Director of Operations for Hokies Volleyball. So, Leah, what has your day been like? I mean, you guys have a game tomorrow. How pumped are you? I am so excited for tomorrow. I feel like we've been preparing for this probably like three years just because quarantine has been so slow and um, there's been no sports really going on. And we're the first home event tomorrow. So that's very exciting to me. So I'm pumped. What uh, better pregame meal than the uh, new Cactus Jack uh, Travis Scott meal at McDonald's. What was your uh, what was your drive through experience like? Assuming that you went through it, I actually had a really funny driving. So I go through, and one car cut off another car, so there was honking. There was a huge honking battle going on, but they took off the Travis Scott under trending, so Travis Scott's not trending anymore at the McDonald's. I had to ask for it like it was a secret menu. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Was this at the one in Blacksburg? Christiansburg. Oh, okay. I was about to ask because I went to the one downtown and I was like, I'm usually there a little early just to like, you know, make sure if there's any problems and it's a good thing today. It was like a, a seven car deep line. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm ready to take a bite if you are. So, oh. I think, so I think the point of the burger, we got the sesame seed bun. It's a quarter pounder and bacon with the onions, lettuce, and there's barbecue sauce on the side. So I'm good. Are we dipping into the barbecue sauce? I didn't, but that's a good move. Okay, let me try that. First bite, I gotta say, I'm I'm understanding the hype. I don't get how it's different than any other burger. <laughs> the barbecue sauce. The barbecue sauce? Okay. Gotta go in. Wow. Let's go. <laughs> I like that a lot. Wow. It's okay. typical. It's typical McDonald's in that the cheese isn't melted, but. <laughs> a Kraft Singles blade on top. Right, right. And that's okay with me. I mean, it's very authentic and only $6. So I know I got, I got you after this. I'll Venmo you um, because it's very cheap anyway. Uh, but if next time when we do the Outback Filet Mignon one, it might be, you might be on your own. 
It'll be on me if we go to like farmhouse or something. Okay, sounds good. I got you. Do you get to go uh, to McDonald's a lot being that, you know, you're on the road a lot with volleyball? We never go to McDonald's, ever. Um, I think the most fast food uh, restaurant we eat at would be Chipotle, which is a franchise of McDonald's. Right. So technically, I'm getting my McDonald's fix. Yeah, you are benefiting the Golden Arches still. Um, I think it's interesting, though, that you chose originally for the listeners at home, uh, you wanted to eat sushi. And that made me that made me laugh because I was like, okay, you know, athletics. And I was like, this is kind of healthy. But I was also scared. I was like, what can we eat that make it interesting? So I was thinking we're gonna have to eat eel. So I really want to applaud you and just thank you for picking a more all American thing to eat. Um, side note with that, when I actually was an athlete, I would eat McDonald's before almost every game. Really? Yeah. What's your go-to order? My go-to order is a double quarter pounder with cheese, add mac sauce, no pickles, no onions. Did you ever mix it up like the chicken nuggets at all? Never. Never? Burger all the way. Dang. You're like the first person I've ever met that actually prefers McDonald's burgers. It's usually, maybe it's just because I'm from like the South and like McDonald's is kind of our like last resort, but it's your favorite. It's your George Washington of your Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Okay. Well, I'm really glad that you actually like it. I mean, I do too. I took a bite out of the fries and I'm like, oh, there's no question that this is the best fast food fry. Oh, absolutely. I can't ever find or make a fry that tastes just as greasy and salty like the dirt at the bottom of the fryer, like these McDonald's fries. <laughs> I think that's a perfect uh, segue into what I read about you, that you're a liaison with nutrition. So do you usually encourage everybody else on the women's volleyball team at Virginia Tech to also get the bottom of the fryer fries? I do not. Um, our philosophy pretty much with the girls is to teach them what they should do and how it'll affect their bodies. So, <laughs> so I don't really say no to things. I'm like, is this, I kind of question, is this the best option for what you have in front of you? Yes or no. That gives you the answer that I'm looking for. Okay. Does that ever actually come up to be like a conflict? Like, are they like, oh, can I eat this? And then do you present that to them mm -hmm. all the time? I will say when we travel in airports, I usually give them a podium for like their lunch or something. And it's like, can we go to, um, <laughs> like, is that going to help you at practice at six o'clock? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what to do, but. You know, you being only you know, 25 years old, do you think that there's ever kind of like a conflict you're towing the line between, you know, being an athlete's friend and also just being someone on the administration? Mm-hmm. I think when I, so I graduated at college early, but my last season, I acted in the role as a student assistant coach. So I think that was a great touch line for me to kind of separate myself from my teammates and my best friends versus like the job I was there to do. I'm not gonna lie, when I first got here, three of the girls were older than me on the team. And within the first week I was here, I had to get food together and a trip together within like six days 
So telling them like, this is what's gonna happen and stuff, that, that first week was a little rough, like figuring out like the respect level and everything. But since then, I will say the girls have been very good with managing like the respect level and understanding I'm actually gonna do a job and not be their best friend. Did you ever butt heads with anybody? And I know, but just please name names to make this the juiciest podcast I've been able to release. I'm only naming this name because I know that she will vouch for this and she will know and say, she will blast this and we talk about it all the time when we talk about my first week. Stacy Christie, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, I remember Stacy. Yeah, she was always really cool to me. She FaceTimes me like every week on the bus, 1 a.m. Like, hey, how's volleyball? We're close now for my first week. I said, okay, guys, like I'm putting up the food form for like Jimmy John's probably. And she, she said, we don't eat sandwiches. We don't like those. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> did you guys end up eating sandwiches? Yes, we did. Oh, awesome. So you got, you got the better end of it anyway. Mm -hmm. Are you a, are you a Travis Scott fan at all? I'm not going to say I'm like, the biggest huge fan fan i like some of his music for sure yeah i hope that you didn't get on this to kind of discuss travis scott the whole time because i was like thinking I, while i was in the drive through i was like man i really only know sicko mode so i'm like that type of person i don't know if that's a bad thing but it sounds like a bad thing no that's the the only song that's coming to my head right now that and maybe butterfly effect but i was also hoping we weren't gonna have to talk about travis scott because i didn't do my research <laughs> okay the only thing i will note and this is just for the listeners at home this is the first meal branded with a celebrity since michael jordan in 1992 really? so yeah 28 years and travis scott i find to be a bit of an interesting pick um but his burger's delicious and i'm about halfway done that's another thing i'm learning with this podcast i kind of have to slow down where are you on the burger right now Halfway, for sure. Halfway, okay. All right, I'm going to take a break. Also, it comes with a Sprite, and I think it's been about, I don't know, maybe six years since I've had a Sprite. Is that something that, you know, you kind of avoid too? <laughs> Open well, up the fridge, okay. Well, I have a 12-pack in the fridge. <laughs> I couldn't find ginger ale, so I went with the Sprite. All right, yeah, Sprite. I mean, Sprite and ginger ale are pretty much the same thing, right? I can't really name the difference or describe the difference. It's just Sprite's a little sweeter. Yeah. It doesn't really help a stomachache. It just kind of adds to it. And McDonald's Sprite has the reputation for having like that electric taste to it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's the folks over at Blacksburg or just I'm um, following to the internet myth, but this doesn't taste fully charged right now, but I'm enjoying it still. I would say Sprite's at McDonald's to me, are never quite spicy enough. It's always <laughs> like the carbonation and the syrup, it's just off. It's always syrupy. Maybe we're going to the wrong McDonald's. Maybe. Where's Thomas Scott from, I wonder? We need to go to that one. Houston, I think. I do know that. I do know that. You brought up something pretty interesting a few seconds ago that you didn't you'd graduated college early but you were a student coach was that something what kind of led you to making that decision to do that well it wasn't really a decision I wanted to make 
but I had two pretty bad knee injuries my freshman and sophomore year, where after my sophomore season, it was just like, the doctor pretty much said, do you want to be able to pick up your kids when you get older or like play for three months? And for me, I like, everyone knows that I love kids and I want like a bunch of my own. So that was kind of like an easy decision in that aspect when you look at the long-term. So I wanted to stay a part of the program. I medically DQ'd and it was like, you could show up if you want to or not, but I really felt a commitment to like my teammates and everyone. So I thought being a student assistant coach would be like a great way for me to get some experience and still be a part of the team in a heavy way versus just like showing up to practice. <laughs> what did you learn from that coaching staff at Georgia Southern? I learned, I learned more honestly when I became the student assistant coach, which kind of led me to wanting to do what I do right now. So as an athlete, when you travel, it's like the best thing ever. It's like a vacation, pretty much. Like you get to go play volleyball, your food just arrives in front of your face. You're on a plane, you're with your best friends. It's great, you're missing class. So <laughs> you're not thinking about like, how did we get to the hotel? Who calls the bus driver? How did he know to drop us off in front of this stadium? So when I was a student assistant coach, I kind of shadowed my assistant and, um, I learned so much about the other side, what the athletes don't really see about like how stressful planning a traveling day is or how many hours is, are put in for you to um, be able to even get to game day. And I really like fell in love with that part of the job. By the way, uh, I complained about the Sprite, but I'm still like sucking it down. I know. The guy that, that Sprite <laughs> is actually really good. I, I thought it was, Kind of interesting you talked about stress because these last few months obviously have to be really stressful and just kind of downright disappointing because I know that you guys were supposed to go to Europe and then that got canceled too and then just the whole world gets turned upside down. So what's your general stress level been like with your job since March? Pretty loaded question. That's a hugely loaded question. I'd say I'm pretty much like always stressed at this point but I just manage it like I'm not as stressed as I was this day. So we're doing, we're doing better. Like it's always high, but I'll manage it based off how I felt the previous day. Like if I can be a little less stressed, okay, <laughs> we're winning. Awesome. Well, I'm glad I get to relieve it a little bit. I got about a quarter left of the way on the burger. And the, I think the best idea was really diving into the barbecue sauce. For because sure. It really complements the bacon. However old the bacon and the cheese may be, it's still really. <laughs> I'll be able to better tell you tomorrow. If you see me at the game or if you don't see me at the game, you'll know why. Okay, I'll tune in. I'll tune in on ACC Network. And if I just see you looking like a grizzly bear, just like sitting down, I'm like, oh, okay, this is all my fault. <laughs> um, you talked about wanting to have kids. And uh, upon my research of Miss Leah Joseph, I realized that you have, one, a pretty big family, and two, a pretty athletic family at that. Uh, your cousin, right, is Chase Young for yeah. the Washington football team. What were your family Thanksgiving football games like? Well, let's see. 
I don't think I even like to play in them because they were outside and I don't really like the cold. <laughs> Hence is why I love volleyball and indoor sport. Yeah. But they're always super competitive. We grew up on the same street our entire lives. So we played every single day. So basketball, football, uh, we used to play ride our bikes down the same side of the street and hope you don't hit each other on the way down. So everything was super competitive my entire life. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I mean, at least you have like first round draft pick and uh, actually like he looked really good this weekend. He did. Really and he was rookie of the week. Yeah, that's incredible. And I mean, you have him. Then you have your dad who played at Virginia Tech, a uh, football player. Did you come to Blacksburg a lot as a kid? We came a couple of times as a kid. We were so involved in sports that it was hard to get all the way here from um, the DC, Maryland area. But I do remember a spring game being young. We definitely went to a couple bowl games. Those were kind of the games in the right timing where we could go to. The Chick-fil-A bowl was one of my favorites in Atlanta. I forget what year it was but they had chicken sandwiches flying out of the sky <laughs> when a little parachute cow. And for some reason, that's like my best memory of Virginia Tech. I had a hokey hat with like the hokey bird beak and like getting a sandwich out of the sky was amazing. Does Chick-fil-A rank higher than McDonald's for you? Oh, well, I don't think we had Chick-fil-A growing up because it wasn't in Maryland yet. Really? No. So only McDonald's and Bojangles were the two things that I ate pretty frequently. Y'all had Bojangles? See, we didn't have that in like East Richmond where I'm from until I was in like high school. I didn't know that was a thing up north in Maryland too. I don't really think it is. I think where I lived in Maryland in Sheltonham, it's very rural and a lot of farmland and stuff. So it gives you a Southern feel. So we had the Bojangles, we had the KFC and Popeyes, but we did not have a Chick-fil-A. Do you consider yourself to be kind of like a, like a country person? Well, <laughs> when at Georgia Southern, everyone always said that I was a Yankee because I was from Maryland, but I felt like I fit in pretty well. So I always said I'm a Northern girl with a Southern heart, for sure. <laughs> uh, what's the volleyball upbringing like in Maryland? It's non-existent, pretty much, when I was growing up. In my county, it wasn't big at all. I had to drive about an hour and a half every day for a practice. What? Mm -hmm. Is that even worth it at that point? I mean, I guess so. You're still doing it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just kind of fell in love with the sport. And to get to the next level, you have to pretty much play on a club team. And one of the best club teams, because again, competition in the family has to be the best. <laughs> one of the best club teams was an hour and a half away. So that's where I drove. But that's pretty common. A bunch of our recruits and a lot of people in the volleyball world travel far for practices to be on the best teams. When you have a competitive family like that and you have a dad who's a division one athlete, did you guys eat really healthy growing up too? I mean, you say you, you went to McDonald's a lot, but I'm assuming that you had some dinners that were good. Um, my mom's family, actually both my mom and dad, both of their families are from um, North Carolina. So we had pretty Southern home cooking meals. I wouldn't say they were the healthiest. Now they're both vegan. 
So <laughs> we've done a complete 360 of what. <laughs> Are you going to join them? I did during quarantine when I um, would visit them for a couple long stretches. I, I tried. I really tried. What was the what was the biggest thing that deterred you from doing it? I just love crabs. Like if you ask anyone in my life, anyone on the volleyball staff, the one thing I could eat every single day and never complain is like a Maryland blue crab. Okay. I, I think that's funny though, because my mom's from Maryland one and she says the same thing. Two, I was scrolling through your Twitter your Twitter <laughs> feed and you said something about people are in their house eating crabs with gloves on. It, can you explain why that's a bad thing? Yes, because when you're at your house, you should be able to get down and dirty in your backyard, newspaper everywhere, fingers a mess, dirty. If you're trying to be cute in your own home with gloves, you're not eating the crab right. You can't enjoy it. You can't crack and get up under the things you need to get up under. That's true. Everything out of that crab with gloves on. I'm a firm believer. <laughs> that's uh that's a that's like one of the more Maryland things I've ever heard in my life. So <laughs> you should be very proud of that. Um by the way, uh last bite, last two bites of this burger coming up. Um I it's really like it's a little bit messy, like the onions coming off, but I, I gotta say Travis Scott should be kind of proud. I really enjoyed it so far. You should. I would probably order again with no onions. Mm. Just because I hate the way they cut them at McDonald's so large and just really just crunch down on it and then you're done for talking to people for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> but well well, luckily, I don't, I mean, I'm kind of speaking for you here. I don't know if you have plans. At least it's at the end of the day. This is our dinner, which is very, you know, covering all the food, the bases here. Virginia Tech Volleyball this year, you came in for, with one head coach. Now she's at Ohio State. And then was there like another time talking about the adding to the general stress level? And on top of that, it sounds like you're being a vegan too. So that doesn't sound really fun. <laughs> but what what was it like in that period where, a new coach comes in, are you thinking, do I have to leave? Do I, can I stay? Do I have a different job? Um, absolutely. That was extremely stressful. Because <laughs> um, you never know. You want, I wanted to stay. And um, I thought that I would be a really great addition from what I heard about Mercy. But you still don't know. You don't know what they think. You don't know what the incoming coach may already have in their plan. And if they have someone who they want to have this position when they became a head coach with the ability to have all of these different positions. So um, those questions just circulate all the time. And you're like, do I just like automatically try and leave or do I like wait? Like it's hard to judge what you're supposed to do with yourself. So yeah, total stress. So what what's that first meeting like with, with the new head coach? Um, my first meeting with Marcy was great. After my first meeting, she hadn't officially said that she wanted to keep me on, but from our conversation, I was like, okay, like, I think, I think I'll be able to stay. We just were both Virgos. We figured out. So <laughs> that was, that was very helpful in that aspect, but just the way she talked about what she wanted to do with the program and how she like operated and 
how she expected her staff to operate and stuff. It just, I felt like I would be able to fit very well into the puzzle she was creating. She comes in as a, a new head coach and maybe the one of the more tumultuous times in American history uh, for a lot of reasons. But how has your role changed with, obviously with COVID and um, a lot of also it's like social unrest. Like how have you guys, have you been able to have like conversations with your athletes about it? Yeah, luckily Marcy's been a head coach for her entire career actually. That's like something very, she's never been an assistant. So her ability to lead a group of people is amazing. Um, so as soon as COVID started, we started hopping on Zooms and we were all at the staff researching different things to kind of help the girls to stay engaged in volleyball, stay engaged in school and kind of stay engaged with us as a staff because we were new. She had only been working for 22 days before we got shut down. So that is a whole nother level of stress from the girls. And then as quarantine began to go on and all of the social unrest unrest began to happen in America, we just started becoming closer and closer as a team. And we started giving out different um, like videos to watch and things to read to kind of help everyone understand what is going on from a bunch of different people's perspectives, which I think was very helpful. So then we hopped on some Zooms, we talked as a team, we talked a lot as a staff, which was really helpful too. So. We were, we stay connected, which I think is the most important part during that time. I mean, that's, in, that's incredible that you guys have been able to do that. And obviously it kind of seemed like there was at one point where it was almost inappropriate to talk about anything else. What was it like when you finally were able to just get back to business and doing just volleyball stuff? Um, I don't think we've ever just gotten back to volleyball. I think once, once we as a team kind of understood how important everything that was going on with um, social injustice was, we like keep that a part of our everyday lives because it's like, it's not erased for the people who live it every day. So you can't kind of, you can't erase it out of your team. So we keep it, we keep it very live and well in our group. So I can't really say that we went back to normal because it's kind of hard to go back to normal after all of that. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Um, in doing my other extended research on you today, I noticed, yeah, it's kind of funny. I've been, every time I say that to a person, they, they automatically laugh. It's like, it's on the internet. It's fine. Um, so you coached a younger, like a team, like a youth team when you were in college too? Yes, the Southern Slammers. Woo. <laughs> were they really good? Oh, they were great at sending me notes. <laughs> little cards and gifts it was I mean where Georgia Southern is in Statesboro it was a very new club we were trying to bring the club scene to Statesboro um so we had I had a mixture I think I had like an, a, a 12 year old to an 18 year old on my team it wasn't like 12 14 it was a whole shebang of, of kids so it was great to get away from like collegiate volleyball and out of college like life and just kind of connect with you. Giving back is like one of the things I love to do. So doing that was just so fun, a way to release. Yeah, no, it, it definitely sounds like it. Um, I think it kind of ties back into what you're doing now too, because everybody's just getting a lot younger. Do you ever find, I mean, we just had a Travis Scott meal and then you and I got, you and I just kind of butchered like, oh, we only know two songs. 
Um, <laughs> do you ever find a general, like, generational disconnect between some of the athletes you, you have to deal with now? I'm starting to see it more, which is scaring me because I'm like, I'm getting old. I'm not, I never got into TikTok and they're like, look at this TikTok. It's so funny. And I'm like, how do you, it keeps taking me to the web browser. Like you need to download the app. And I'm just like, it's a way over my head. So. I, re I really enjoy TikTok. I, I don't know how to actually make one because it, it ends up being like this entire control panel. I'm like, it's just easier to do this on the computer. Yeah, oh, I never even, I don't even have a real account. All I have is like the app so that when they send it to me, it doesn't take me to an extended browser on my phone. So it opens in the app. Yes. Uh, for tomorrow, you guys play the Citadel. Um, since kind of the whole point of this podcast is just about food, what is your kind of culinary routine going to look like for a game day? Um, well, with COVID, <laughs> it's been completely changed. So instead of having like a typical pregame meal in which I would kind of provide a buffet of options for them, um, have someone come and set it up and we'd all eat as a team together, we're going to do a socially distanced pregame meal and everything is to go like in a box lunch because we don't want them digging out of the same Makes sense. Yeah. So we're going to do Zoe's in a box. Are you a Zoe's fan? <laughs> I don't mind it. I prefer Meza or Kava. But Kava is also a corporation of Zoe's. So... Dang, do you do you kind of like you've already kind of dropped that McDonald's owns Chipotle, Meza, and Cava, and like do you just kind of stay really keen to all of the fast food, fast casual news? You know, I I love the fast food. Living by myself and like living um, with this like the job that I have, it's hard to come home at night and like cook a meal and not just want to pass out. So I usually like pick up something, but I usually want to know what I'm eating and who I'm supporting when I get certain foods. So I kind of do that. But I will say I cheated on the Kava thing because I just got the invoice for Zoe's and it said Kava Corporation's also on the on the invoice. Oh, okay. <laughs> but at least you like put two and two together. Like, <laughs> That's oh. how I knew I cheated on this one. <laughs> I I find it pretty interesting because I've talked to a couple other people that have been athletes at Virginia Tech. Obviously, you know, you went to Georgia Southern, but it's all kind of the same thing. Everybody's kind of having this, like, challenge to stay healthy after being an athlete in, in college. What's the biggest kind of hurdle you've ran into with that? Um, well, I've actually lost almost, like, 40 pounds. What? Wow, congratulations. Uh, thank you. So that's been – a journey because it's been since 2016. I will say my biggest hurdle was realizing that there's just going to be like a moment in your life where you're just going to like hate working out. <laughs> so it, it, it's really hard because you go from a time when everyone's telling you when to work out, like you know you need to do this to be successful and you're going to get more playing time if you're fit and this, this and that. And someone's always regimenting your day. So staying in that for about three months maybe after and then you get to a point and you're like hold up I don't have to I don't have to do this 
no one told me to wake up at 6 a.m. to go run. Like, I don't have to do this. So you get comfortable and you're like, yeah, I'm in control. Like, I'm not doing anything. And then there's a point after that where you're like, all right, this is a little unhealthy. <laughs> okay. You just have to fall in love with fitness for how it fits your lifestyle after college. It is your lifestyle in college. And then after, you just have to find out what works for you. Like, I don't really like, I just got into running long distance, which I hated. But at first I was doing like fit body boot camps and stuff, just like to switch it up from what I was used to doing. So riddle me this. I, I do the same podcast with one of the Virginia Tech volleyball players. Okay. And the day before a game, first game of the season, they're eating a, a burger with bacon and barbecue sauce on it. Uh, do they get in trouble? No. No. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just making sure. I was kind of hoping you would say yes, but they're just allowed to do what they want with that. Yeah, no. It's like what I said before. We try and teach them. Our nutrition tries and teach them, tries to teach them what they should do, but you have to pick your battles in this business. What are some of the big ones that you have to pick with with your athletes? Oh, that's hard one. I think it depends. I think I've chosen different battles depending on the team. So I think it's definitely based off of personnel. But you have to pick the battle that will affect how well they respond and play on the court, I would say. So if it's like uh, I, they're not wearing the right t-shirt on the bus on a trip, it's like you can get super angry and talk to them about it. But in the grand scheme of life, that t-shirt is not going to really affect their playing on the court. Well, if you guys drop a set tomorrow, I'm going to know the reason why. And it's because somebody didn't wear the right t-shirt to practice today. And I'm going to just email all the powers that be. I'm like, I don't know if Leah Joseph has it, has it together. <laughs> Definitely the t-shirt for sure. Or they also had a Travis Scott meal and didn't tell me. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> They're going to be all groggy. And it's because they've had this 18-gallon drum of, of McDonald's Sprite. Yeah. Instead of water, they have the spray. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, well, Leah, you've been great. We get to a point in our podcast called Roast Them or Toast Them, which is roast if you don't like something, like you're roasting their appearance. Right. And then toast is kind of like you hold like a glass up to it. So toast okay. me. All right. So Leah Joseph, Director of Operations for Volleyball at Virginia Tech. Maryland theme for these first two, okay? And I think I know we kind of hinted at it earlier, okay. but roast them or toast them with Old Bay. Oh, toasting all the way. <laughs> toasting. Ask anyone, anyone in the office, anyone I hang out with here, I've introduced Old Bay. You put it on anything. What's the weirdest thing you put Old Bay on? Ooh. I don't know if it's what I put it on, but it's always the base of my seasoning. Okay, that's a good. I have, I've been eating a lot of Old Bay chicken wings, and I find that to be oh, my favorite. There, that's awesome, right? Now, yeah, all flats, extra crispy Old Bay seasoning dry rub. I will say I like Old Bay as much as the next guy, unless that guy is from Maryland, because you guys have such a visceral reaction to a spice, and it just happened right there. And I'm so <laughs> so consistent with everybody I've ever met from there. 
I don't I don't know what it is. It's just like a part of the culture. It's Maryland. Do you okay, do you have on the back of your car the sticker with the like crab and then the crab is the Calvert's flag? I did. <laughs> my old car. I'm not gonna lie. And I'm actually looking at different ones to order to put on this car. But yes, the crab with the Maryland flag, absolutely. People from Maryland are so predictable. Were you a Ravens fan growing up too, or are you guys more of a Washington? Uh, Washington. Season tickets every Sunday with my dad, like going for it. Okay. All right. So <laughs> that almost checked off every Maryland box I had. But, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. The next Maryland uh, related thing, and roast them or toast them, uh, Natty Bow beer. Roast. It's bad, right? <laughs> roast. And I will say I'm only like an IPA drinker. Wow, so you're better than us then. Everyone says that. <laughs> no, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because like living in this area and all the breweries and stuff, you just like taste a bunch of different stuff. But I, I don't know. That eight-point IPA just keeps calling my name. Can't, uh, can't go to the Miller Lights or anything like that. That's like, well, that's like drinking a nine-dollar mud puddle. Now, now because of <laughs> because of that that uh defense, because of what you said about IPAs, I'm gonna have to toast Natty Bo after that. Just, to, <laughs> just <laughs> it's okay. Like it's at, it's at Tots on Tap. Yeah. Um, that's and it's like two dollars so okay <laughs> you, i mean i don't know if it's two dollars that'd be crazy but uh, it's definitely the cheapest thing they have there um going away from maryland now okay uh, roast them or toast them with pot roast mm, roast not a fan not a fan my dad always made it with like deer growing up too so i kind of got i'm that kind of country person <laughs> So, yeah, not a fan. All right, we can stop talking about that. No, I I had, when we lived in Georgia Southern in the freshman dorm, there was a baseball guy who literally would go, go hunting and he'd come back with some venison, slap it on the grill in the common area and froze it the rest of the year. Did you ever get to try it? I tried a piece. I'm not not a fan. Okay. I think I'm going to have to actually like defend pot roast here, but the deer version, I'll agree with you. It isn't as good. Um, Roast them or toast them with what we were going to eat. Actually, I don't know if we were going to eat this exact thing, but roast them or toast them with Kroger sushi. Is there like a cheers in between the roast and toast? That that would be a first, but okay, sure. (laughs) I will say a cheers because in desperate times, a Kroger sushi box hits what are those desperate times that provide something like that if if greens is closed <laughs> or i'm already in christiansburg and don't feel like going all the way back to blacksburg or you know you're just starving okay now that's a good enough answer for me do you like ninja where the little caesars used to be do i like ninja silly <laughs> <laughs> <Tilly> bailey <laughs> Um, yes, and actually I have a great relationship with the guy that works at Ninja. He um, caters all of our orders because I order them a lot for volleyball. And I actually went five out of the seven days the first week they opened. Wow. Okay. So if there's any, if there's going to be any restaurant that ends up uh, sponsoring this podcast, it's going to be Ninja. So thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. 
Um, and then lastly, roast them or toast them with Dairy Queen blizzards. Um, does it count if I like the taste, but I'm lactose intolerant? Uh, sure. <laughs> I would toast it, but an hour later, I would roast it. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fine. I really, I'm glad that you're the first person. I haven't been doing this long, obviously, but you're the first person to ever bring stipulations to roast them or toast them. So that's actually, I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, now I think it's time we go back and kind of like talk about how much we liked or disliked the Mr. Travis Scott meal, which was $6 from McDonald's right now. Uh, quarter pounder, bacon cheese onions medium fry and a big ass sprite so i'm gonna give it out of 10 what do you think i think it's a solid seven okay what's uh what's behind that for you i think it's a seven because of the overflowing amount of pickles and onions which i strongly dislike from mcdonald's and the bacon could be crispier. I hate chewy bacon. Mm. I'm gonna go with a six and a half. Okay. Kind of with the, what you said, like the onions and the pickles, they seem kind of old to me. But the actual taste of the burger was pretty great as far as McDonald's is concerned. Uh, mm. The fries, I think the fries were better for some reason. Oh. Uh, I don't, and it got me back into Sprite. So. Hopefully that'll just uh, deter my health the rest of my life now that I'll be back on Sprite. But I'll give it a six and a half. And the cheese, the cheese freaks me out that it always kind of seems like it's not melted enough. But I very much enjoyed it, and it was a great price. So the price, the price always gets you, you know. Yeah, I it's think like Waffle House. The cheese looks like that on top of the eggs at Waffle House, but I mean seven dollars for the All Star. You can't compete. <laughs> it's a perfect square in the yeah. yeah, it was definitely like that. Um, well, Leah, I, I won't take up any more of your time because I know you guys have a game tomorrow. I uh, just want to say thank you for doing this. And uh, everybody I've ever talked to about you has nothing but good things to say. And I will have to reiterate that after this. So Thank you. Thank you for having me on. This was fun. This is right. my night. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, good luck tomorrow. And I, I'll talk to you in the future. All right. Bye.